Hello and welcome to Dark Basement HQ. If you haven't been here before, I'm Courtney. And I'm Coda, and together we are the Kids From Yesterday podcast team. episodes ago we talked about misogyny it was an episode called girl all the bad guys want um and we covered kind of the fact that in a lot of cases you if you can't what was the thing you said Cotta? if you can't see it you can't be it yeah so we talked a lot about how emo culture kind of centers around male dominated bands and it like centers around kind of male dress and it's like it, it a lot of it is kind of through a male gaze yeah so to speak um, but we thought, like, there's no point in just bitching about, like, how few, like, women there are in music. We need to, we need to talk about it yes. a little bit. So we decided we would do a kind of a part two episode on that. So first of all, we talked, obviously, it was misogyny. And today we're going to talk a little bit about the women that are actually in the music industry, in the emo music industry in particular, and doing really amazing things. Yeah. And wrapping it for the gals. So, I mean, when I was going through this, there's a lot more than I thought. Like the first ones, I mean, we've spoken about her to death, but like the first thing you think of is Hayley. And I think that's what we talked about a lot in episode four, that that was kind of our introduction to who was there in the scene. But I went through a subreddit on like water bands that have females in them. Um, Kind of a shockingly low amount, but at the same time, not actually that surprising either. No. I don't think. Um, But there were quite a good few people that were around kind of when we were around going not going through our phase again stop I saying that stop Cowards saying still that. an emo um, but when the e- emo era was at its peak I guess um, there's a lot more than I thought there was when I initially was like okay I need, like who are the people that what, I can think of what three girls are we what three find? girls can we talk about um, there was like four that came to mind and then I started <laughs> thinking about it more and I was like ah no there's a lot more now Claude I want to think about it um but there is like the representation it's it they are there um unfortunately they're not as they're not in bands that are you know quite as popular as male fronted bands yeah um but if you look they're there you can find them yeah they're definitely there and i guess that just come into that if you can't see you can't be it yeah um in episode six we talked about kind of the roots of emo and a band that kept coming up um but like briefly mentioned were a band called reina maria um, and I kind of disregarded it, I think, because I'd never heard of them. And yeah. for some reason, I just didn't look into them too deeply. But they had a, um, so they had like co vocalist. So they had like, yeah, they both did lead, I think. And then this girl, Kaysen Demires, took over as lead vocals kind of at some point into it. And they have a female uh, guitarist as well, Kaya Fisher. Um, and I thought that was really cool because like they're considered kind of part of that first wave first wave second wave of emo bands Mm -hmm. kind of in the 90s um and they got back together again i think in the last like maybe 10 years or so they did another kind of run of tours but i just thought that was really cool that that's that's been there and this is at a time when i guess it was very male dominated all those bands we talked about in episode six were pretty much full of men um 
Yeah, and like you think of them like dashboard confessional, obviously. Yeah. Male, Blink One Eighty Two, Three Lads, Green Day, Three Lads. You know, you're looking at all these bands that kind of started out in the era, Hawthorne Heights, Lads, yeah. Lads, 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 Lads. We need to find the gals. Yeah, we need to get your bands out for the lads. Like just, it's yeah, it's it was sad to look at this list and go, oh shit, like we are, we overlooked that. Yeah. Um, we were literally making an episode about this. Mm. Um, but they're they're pretty cool. Um, they're going to be on our playlist. You've probably already heard it. It came out on Thursday, but um, all of our playlists are on Spotify and there's links everywhere. I think. And everywhere you can find us, any social media you're on, we're on it. If you just search "Kiss Me Yesterday" on Spotify, you'll find us. Yeah. Um, but a lot of these bands will be on that on that list. But I thought that was really cool. Um, and then I was thinking as well about bands that were around when we were around so or musicians so we're still around we're still around i meant <laughs> like when i was a child yeah you know, when i was old um remember lights yes like lights is doing stuff with hot topic at the moment like she's still doing like promotional stuff she's like the poster child for an emo girl like she she's has emo the hair she has, yeah exactly like she has the hair still she has like the the clothes she she's she's doing it but i never listened to her um and i guess like her music's kind of like electro pop mm-hmm. indie but i think a lot of what makes somebody emo i mean this is a thing we've struggled with we struggled with this in the sixth episode we're struggling with it now two episodes later where there isn't actually a definition of emo yeah but i think it depends on who goes to these shows um mm-hmm. and we've said before that in ireland like there wasn't a distinction between like the emos the scene kids the goths the whatever we were all kind of lumped in together we, yeah definitely um we only had one place to go and it was the bank <laughs> and even <laughs> except for neither of us went there because we were too young or boggers <laughs> me and couldn't get to the bank easily so but we i mean if if we had gone there yeah it would have been the only place it would have been accepted really. yeah and it's so hard to be emo um, touch on. unless you're from Navin there was a there was a place the emos used to hang out called the hill shout out to anyone from Navin listening or wherever's the hill but it's just a hill like it's like the library a lot of emos used to go and hang out there it's quite nice actually yeah. it's like a wholesome place to be outside the library um, but I think Lights is really cool um, like I, I haven't really listened to her before this week when I kind of did my research but like she's she's pretty cool and at the same time you had um like Cassidy Pope and Hey Monday oh we love her so much we've talked about her before she's amazing yeah um but she was in Hey Monday they broke up and then she went and she won fucking the voice of America yeah like and she's a country music star and she's amazing but like do you remember actually in in our last episode where we talked about um Nothing feels no. Everybody hurts. Yeah, the Leslie Simon book, and mm-hmm. they had this like breakdown of different types of emo, mm-hmm. and we were like, "What the fuck is a country emo?" Yeah, it's her. It's her. It's her. But like you know, like she like Nashville, like Hayley Williams, Nashville, like all these people that were like doing these confessional songs. I guess that you could be like that emo, but also country. Yeah, so like her stuff is still really cool. Even her newer stuff, it's still got that confessional thing in it that makes it kind of emo. Even if it's not necessarily something you listen to or like think of listening to, but like there's been a few times where I've put her on and I've just been like this. Could we consider old Taylor Swift somewhat emo in the sense that she was into Paramore, she was into, she said, you know, she obviously had that recent song with Brendan Yuri. She said that she was a huge Panic the Disco, huge Panic the Disco fan even. Um, (laughs) I am one big Panic the Disco song. (laughs) She is one big Panic the Disco song, like same. 
it's all panic and no disco on this on this podcast. <laughs> um, but, can, that, can that be our podcast title? <laughs> yes, it's all panic and no disco over here. Um, but like, and her old stuff is very confessional, very emotive. Um, so, and actually, when I googled, was googling emo girls and emo singers. She actually came up with one which surprised me. So did Leighton Meester, and I was like, what? But I can kind of see why she might be considered emo because, well, she had that song with Cobra Starship and to be honest, that's all I know of her. But that's I mean, she did another thing. I think she... I think of... she had it. She had a music career, definitely. Yeah, she did. But it's the same with Demi Lovato. Like, she may not be... Her fans may not be emo, but she herself... Yeah, I mean, like, when she was, emo. like, 18 and she had, you know, the mental health issues. Yeah. She was hanging around with We The Kings. She did the song with We The Kings. Mm-hmm. Um, she was, like, rumoured to have dated Alex Gascard from All Time Low. There was, like, that's pretty much... There has, like, a whole song on Dirty Work. Yeah. That's... But, but we're not going to put that on the playlist. It's nothing to do with... <laughs> it's nothing to do with anything. But it's, like, there was a song that was, like, made up of Demi Lovato lyrics. Yeah, and her, her song titles and stuff. Yeah, her song titles yeah. are like lyrics from her songs. Um, that's there's there's, I have thoughts about that, but whatever. Um, but like again, like she wouldn't have necessarily been considered emo at all because she's a Disney kid. Um, because of the people who liked her music. Mm. But like she was in the scene. Um, so I think something that was really interesting to me when I was going through that subreddit about female vocalists or female musicians in emo bands that nobody could agree on what actually made an emo band. So the people were like, oh, this band is whatever. And then like 10 people would be like, that's not emo. So it's like, there is no real way of defining what emo actually is. And it just seems to be like a post-punk movement. Yeah. You can't define it as somebody who, like, somebody who sings about emotions because that's literally every yeah. band ever. Ed Sheeran could be emo under that, guys. <laughs> please, um, please don't take your... For- <laughs> Please don't take that at face value. Don't send us an email being like, these bitches said that Sheeran is emo and he's, he's not. not. But you know what I mean? Like, you can't define, okay, it's a four-piece band. Well, there's so many four-piece bands that aren't emo. Um, there's so many different things that you could see as traits in, like, Paramore or Fallout Boy that you could pick out and say, those different yeah. things make them emo, but they don't necessarily make other bands emo. Like, is it the eyeliner? Is it the clothes? Like, what is it that makes them yeah it's quite it's really interesting and it's something i haven't been able to nail down and we've been trying to do this for weeks and i've been reading fuck tons like i think the library like i go to the library maybe once a week to pick up books i've put on hold like that's what i do when i'm really sad instead of buying books because i have no money is go to the library and i'm like put them on hold and i go in and they'd be like you've got eight books on hold and i'm like and i've got 40 books at home that i haven't read (laughs) but like it's it's really funny because i go in and i'm like this book about punk movement and this book about like my cam and this book about like like other stuff that we talked about loads yeah. and I got them out of the library and then at the same time they're like but this girl is also bringing back like five copies from the Hamster Princess series which is like <laughs> a children's book series because I'm, I'm writing a children's book I'm not like re- reading kids well, I mean fuck it you can read kids books if you want to but I do have a purpose for it yeah. but I'm sure they're like what is she doing? <laughs> yeah. What is her life? Um, but it, it is like no matter what I'm reading the more and more I'm seeing is like emo is a subculture that like a lot of these bands were as we said in that mm. sixth episode they're an internet band who kind of like rose to fame in the era of people being able to find music online but there is no one way of defining it because a bunch of people on tumblr or a bunch of people on like old forums and stuff would say that pierce the bell were an emo band or a with sirens were an emo band whereas 
a lot of people would take offense to that too. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure a lot of people would hear you say maybe early Taylor Swift is emo and be going, what's wrong with her? Yeah. <laughs> like, but going on what we've been saying in yeah. the sense of like what traits are there that make bands emo? Yeah. Like, I'm going to start pointing to chairs going, sh- you're emo. Kobe, you're emo, you're emo, we're all emo. Bit of emo for everyone in the audience. But like, what is it? And now that I think about it more, is it that people are... Like, depending on what bands you cite as your heroes. Because if you look at, like, Paramore, Hayley Williams would cite bands like Dashboard, Hawthorne, uh, Blink, Green Day, The Smiths, The Cure, all these bands that are emo yeah. as her heroes. The same goes for Demi Lovato. She would then again cite, like, Paramore. And then even coming forward into the, the noughties or the 2010s or whatever you've got a little peep who would have considered like blink and you know still goes back and he's all still considered an emo artist but again he's still singing about emotions and whatever but again he's like a completely different genre it's like rap yeah i still can't wrap my head (laughs) no pun intended around the idea that like emo rap is the new emo oh yeah no we're gonna do a whole episode we'll do a whole episode where we talk about like i mean like what we're talking about now is the third wave of emo. Yeah. And as we're sitting here talking about this, the fourth wave of emo is happening and we're not emo. But it, it's like, but when we read all those books, like we read Andy Greenwald's book yeah. a few weeks ago and his whole thing was about like, you know, it was written in 2003 and he was talking about like, this is emo, emo is ending here. This is, it's done. He had no concept of what we would consider to be emo because mm. it just hadn't happened yet. But to him, the era that he was writing about was like, the tail end of it because it had already happened and as far yeah. as he was concerned that was it and then when the second wave happened all the first wave emo people were like this isn't real music what are you doing yeah i can and, see that yeah. because now that i want like a fan of the third wave of emo yeah. like this you know or whatever this or i'm a fan of the second wave of emo sorry that the third, third wave. wave to me is like no that's thir- not real music no this is the third wave yeah so I'm a fan of the second wave, which would be like Paramore, Fall Out Boy. No, the, right? the, no, <laughs> no. I so. don't know my waves. <laughs> get out of the sea, Clodagh. <laughs> um, if you don't know your waves, get out of the sea. No, so first wave would have been like the 1985. This is what emo is, and then in the 90s when all those bands were like coming up. So like when Dashboard started, that's like first wave. Yeah. Coming into second wave, so the tail end of that, like. Um, I can't even name any like Raina Maria would have been like first wave second wave yeah um, Dashboard would have been like second wave so third wave was Paramore Paramore um, My Chem Panic okay so so third fourth wave, wave is like now, 21 Pilots okay okay yeah, 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 yeah you're with me I'm with you now. With now so yeah so as a fan of the third wave of emo I can see what you mean by the first and second being like this Paramore Fall Boy is not really like it's trash yeah because I'm looking ahead at the fourth wave, I'm thinking, mm, this isn't real emo music. This yeah, and it's, it's, all, it's all different, or it's, it sounds different. It's, yeah. But it's like, we're, yeah, we're going to do a whole episode where we t- try to give this stuff a chance and actually see what is out there. And maybe we'll get somebody, you know, if you want to talk to us about fourth wave, if you're listening and you're like, I like all this stuff and you're both old and stupid, <laughs> you can email us on kidsmeyesterdaypod at gmail.com. We'll be happy to talk to you, you know, if you want to freaking call us and we'll talk to you on on pod, mm-hmm. on pod, on pod, about like your opinions on this because we want to hear it. Like we're yeah. just, we're literally two girls making a pod in a room. That's, that's what we are. And it's great to hear what other people think yeah. because I think this is really important and it's important when you're talking about music 
and you're talking about a subculture that is so poorly recorded like I've found I mean there's another book coming out that we've talked about this maybe in the last episode there is a book coming out in October about emo culture and I'm really excited to like oh my god buzzing I'm like yeah but I'm so excited to see what in like to her because she's around our age as well yeah um mid-20s just (laughs) we are old we're we're not lying about that um I'd like to see what her opinion of what emo is yeah compares to ours because I think we're being really flexible about it like we've said before Avril Lavigne pretty freaking emo yeah even though she was kind of in that like mainstream pop kind of yeah like she was like pop punk yeah. Like the beginnings of what we consider to now be mainstream pop punk. Yeah. Um, but like a lot of her shit is really like she's still releasing music. Um like she had Lyme disease. She was like the poster child for what Lyme disease is and she raised a lot of awareness simply by being really ill, which unfortunately is what happens when a lot of people are chronically mm. ill. But um, And then she died and was replaced with the robot. <laughs> Don't forget about that, Corny. <laughs> If you haven't heard that, we'll post this on Facebook or Tumblr or something. Well, the whole the Avril Lavigne conspiracy. But um, yeah, so when Avril died and was replaced with a robot, she became really gothic. Yeah. And she's writing a lot of really cool stuff now. Um, like, I've always liked her. It's AI. Yeah. They've upgraded the robot. <laughs> made it much better. She looks like her. She sounds like her. She has a lot of opinions on things. Um, but like, this is like her post being ill yeah. stuff that she's like kind of resurrected her whole thing i guess and it's still pretty freaking emo like it's still confessional it's still got all this stuff in it that we try to define but i think like we're eight episodes in we haven't been able to nail down what is emo and i think that's fine i actually think it's okay because emo is so much more than just one band yeah because it falls into the realm of the actual culture surrounding as well because um in our last episode we talked about kind of what is the culture surrounding emo like we're not just it's not just music there's a specific set of books there's a specific set of youtubers films um brands clothing brands that we all associate with the culture it's not just and it's still kind of hard to like converse what have converse got to do with now this is gonna be in our next episode but what have converse well, what makes them emo um like it, it's so hard to define it um but going back to kind of the women in emo like I would be a massive I really like Lil Pump stuff um no Lil Peep I keep mixing the two of them up I really like Lil Peep stuff he has a song called Girls and the video is I really like the video because it's so representative of different kinds of women there's fat women there's black women um in the video and they're not just stick pin model-esque women that we've seen in previous emo videos yeah um like from the likes of blink and all time low etc etc um and that to me shows that we're emo culture is kind of progressive in a sense of being more aware of the fact that women are people too yeah and you know we can play music well i can't play music but women can play music and be in bands and do really fantastic things like you were telling me about um what is that band called with the drummer oh um jess bowen from the somerset yeah somerset broke up in 2016 but i remember i was at slam dunk so slam dunk was a music festival that's like a one day it used to be an indoor thing and it moved to outdoors so now it's horribly inaccessible and i can't go anymore thanks so much slam dunk you've ruined my life you haven't really you have (laughs) that was my favorite thing to do but it was like this one day indoor festival where they had like you know, they get Panic and they'd get like All Time Low and they'd get all these really cool bands and they'd get loads of really cool UK bands and stuff. And you, like, it was an opportunity to see a lot of stuff that maybe you wouldn't get to at Download yeah. because it was all crammed into one day. 
But the Somerset were a band I saw on the main stage in 2013, I think. And I hadn't, I'd never really heard of them. I'd heard of um, the singer. You know Brian Logandales? No. His name is Brian Logandales, but it really bothers me that Logandales is not his surname. His name is Brian Logan Dales. And I have never been able to wrap my head around that, ever. It's such a random thing so to get in. No, it's just like his name is Brian Logan Dales. Dales. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been able to get my head around it, and I don't know why. It's just been like a, a little thing that's bothered me for my whole life. <laughs> Um, but this was yes this is six years ago and they came out and I was I remember we were standing like at the front nearly and this band came out and this girl came out and she had her hair up in like a like a top ponytail thing and she sat down behind the drum kit and I was like oh this is awesome and she was fucking amazing like she was so fucking good and I was like holy shit because you never hear of female drummers in no. successful pop-up bands no. you just don't um so I looked her up this week before, like when I was preparing for this, and she has some videos up on her YouTube. We'll probably post one on Facebook, um, just so you can see. But like, she's really freaking cool, and she's a really, really good drummer. And it's like, just the assumption that girls don't get a chance to do shit like that. Mm. But it was like very much the case of like, if you can't see it, you can't be it. Like when you were talking about wanting to learn drums. Yeah. It's, it's so rare to see because women aren't being given a chance. I think mm. to actually yeah. do this like definitely I was so against I can't really 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 want to learn drums I've actually looked into it I'm going to do it this year um I'll probably do like three lessons realize I have no coordination to be like okay this is not for me my whole life I've dreamed of this and I'm shy of it um but the idea of oh that makes that makes you too muscular or, oh I'm too weak for that or I haven't seen any other women do it so obviously like it just never crossed my mind that it was an actual thing that I as a woman as a girl could go ahead and do yeah because I didn't see no and I guess this is the around. only example I mean I'm sure there are loads out there but I mean in the scene in the years that we were active teenagers yeah. in the scene like this is the only example I've ever seen yeah of a, a female not like vocalist yeah performing in a semi-successful pop-punk band like that was the first thing i was actually speaking of the library earlier i know this is like a, a long-winded segue but i got a book out called um pretty in punk and it's by lorraine leblanc and she was a punk in the 80s and although that seems kind of irrelevant to what we're talking about i still think it's really important because she was talking about punk as a mm. subculture and about um like she was looking at the girls in the subculture because her whole thing was that women are kind of forgotten about yeah when we talk about um subcultures in general so the quote was from a 1978 um statement by leslie smith where she said um there's like sexist assumptions about female participation in subcultures so she said that girls are passive that their roles are sexual that they're ancillary or peripheral in the subculture and they don't instruct or engage in forms of resistance so like i mean the resistance not necessarily pertinent to mm-hmm. emo but i still think that's kind of like how you see it that like yeah the the emo is made up of dudes and there is also some girls and like the passive role that girls are seen to have in emo is like that you go and you listen to the band and you buy the merch and people are allowed to be like oh you're fangirls and you don't matter when like you fucking do like teenage girls are so important and yeah. they keep all this shit afloat they're the people buying the music they're the people buying the tickets they're the people buying the merch and it doesn't mean that there aren't men in the crowd. There are, of course. There are yeah. teenage boys. There are there are young men out there. But the the core of these fan bases is made up by women. And yet, 
nobody looks at them. Yeah, like if you think about it, 50% of the, let's say for, like, if we want to just split it down the middle, just say it's 50 50. 50% of the fans in the room are female and 50% have bought the tickets for the show. If those 50% didn't show up, like buy your merch, buy whatever, and you know, your your success would be halved, your money would be halved, but yet we still allow and have allowed ourselves to be kind of pushed around as an accessory to emo, as mm-hmm. an accessory to the men, as an accessory to the scene, um, and be spoken about a certain way in songs yeah do you know what I mean and it's it's kind of like because as well there's this whole idea that teenage girls what they listen to you know automatically deems it unimportant and stupid or whatever um there's this whole superiority complex I guess that uh, if you like something that teenage girls like you know you're you're a lesser being yeah um but for women it's it's harder for us to have our voices heard in a yeah. sense that there has been such a little representation going throughout the scene for for us to even have somebody like that to say hey this isn't this isn't right or this is the wrong thing and even up to recently like we talked about this before all time low when they oh, I love giving out about all time low <laughs> when they um supposedly oh look we love women we brought hey violet out on tour but there's no female photographers no female sound yeah. people um sound engineers anything like that and it's like no women on their crew and like they have changed that since they've brought out ashley osborne who is a fucking amazing yeah. photographer she's been in like it's not like they knew her for years and it's not like they were like we need to find a token woman like they hmm, find somebody we like, find her who is, but it's like the proof that like there are really skilled really talented really wonderful women out there working in music yeah that deserve a chance as much as any other person does that they just have been overlooked yeah um so like she's been like photographing Billie Eilish she's been photographing Avril Lavigne she's been like she's been involved in so many things and she's not just touring with all time low yeah like she is really really doing really really well and she's incredible and like these again these are people that if you can't see it you can't be it I wonder how many like photographer women have been like oh shit I can do this as well I can get those like yeah. like press passes I can go and I can photograph my favourite bands and it sounds like a case as well of like you said she's she's photographed like um, Billy Eilish and Aaron Levine like does it take a woman being in the industry to say hey I'm going to put another woman up to the podium with me like the likes of Hayley Williams I know Paramore's photographer I think her name is Lindsay Byrne yes Lindsay she yeah. obviously like like if Hayley wasn't in the band would they have a male photographer like is it taking women to be in the industry and if we don't have those women in the actual music industry in the actual bands then we're not they're not obviously not pulling other sound engineers other female you know roadies or whatever else photographers videographers directors into doing their music videos into doing their shows so it's kind of a it's kind of a a circle of because it's like like a revolving door of just like gathering women and bringing them into the into the industry yeah and it's like is every woman then gonna bring somebody else in mm. and then it's like is the res- should the responsibility be on women to do this absolutely fucking That's not it. like no it shouldn't be there's plenty of women i'm sure who were like no like i just want whoever's best for the job and you're like whatever if that's your opinion on it that's fine but it's like and i've heard people say this before that this is how they feel about it that mm. like they're doing whatever job and whoever is also really good at the job should also get the job but you have like a few people elevating women like this getting them in and maybe those women will then in turn go hey i know this person who is like really good at this thing that you need or who's yeah. also talented who also deserves a fucking chance 
Um, and it just seemed to be like there is like a little community of people who are starting to... So I just thought it was really cool. I've just seen it on her Instagram, on Ashley's Instagram recently that she'd been photographing Billy. Um, Billy, who is also the fucking future of emo. Oh, yeah. She is so cool. She's everything I wanted to be as a 17-year-old. Yes, <laughs> like, she is so cool. Yeah. And unbelievably talented. Oh, incredibly so. Whew. She's so good. Yeah. Um, like, her, what was the first song she came out with? Um, Ocean Eyes? Mm. And she wrote that when she was like 13. Or something ridiculous. Like, just, like, when I was 13, I'm pretty sure I was eating grass still. <laughs> Do you know? Like, I, <laughs> there's... Her talent is just, I think, pretty unparalleled yeah. uh, for her age. And she's kind of, in the sense as well, one of the other big things in emo, I guess, is kind of that, well, I guess what we used to call androgyny. Yeah. Um, and I guess now it's kind of saying, fuck off to gender roles and yeah. that she's dressing how the fuck she wants. And she yeah. feels like she doesn't have to. And she said this before, that she dresses the way she dresses. Like, if you don't know what she looks like, she wears, like, baggy shorts and like runners, boxy, boxy yeah. tops, boxy big hoodies and yeah. hats and everything because she doesn't want people to sexualize her body yeah. she doesn't want people to know if she's got big boobs or a thick yeah. ass or whatever this is what she said or skinny legs or well, like, remember she, she wore a tank top she wore a tank top the other day and people were sexualizing her and she, yeah and she was like this is why I don't yeah. wear it because I don't want the attention to be on her body yeah and she's, she's a fucking child she is a child like stop being 43 and sexualizing a child like actually there's something wrong with you didn't so I think I seen tweets or something somebody been like oh well, she's 18 now so actually it's fine like you're like it's oh, still it's not fine. fucking fine yeah, like, you're stop it still yeah it's um, just wrong but that was I I had read um the gender games by Gina Dawson a few weeks ago and this was written in 2017 in it she'd kind of said that you know oh Beyonce wouldn't get away with the things that Jay Z does like what Beyonce has to prance around in underwear and like you'd never see Jay Z wearing anything other than a baggy t-shirt and baggy jeans and no female singer would ever get away with dressing the way he does and it was like flash forward Boom. two years later and you have Billy yeah but it's like it's like shit that we've been saying for years that like oh like women still have to take their clothes off and like somebody like Billy who is an actual child yeah like she is so young and she is able to go actually no I want you to like me for my music not for what I look like mm-hmm. and it's it's amazing it's incredible she like, is yeah definitely the future of emo and I can't wait to see what she does next because I feel like she's only she's only just getting started and she's still huge. Yeah. Uh, like everybody knows who she is. Yeah. Everyone has an opinion on her, lover or hater. Yeah. Um, she's she's making weird shit and I'm really into it. Yeah. Like I'm really fucking into it. Um. Other well, we just mentioned Hey Violet as well. They're kind of like they've been described as like pastel goth and I can see that. I like that term. Yeah. It's it's quite it's pretty. It's nice. It's yeah. like it has a nice vibe to it, but they're still in that like emo sphere that that's these are the people who are listening to them um yeah like what we said before but it's about who your audience is like kind of like the way lights would be um something i found really interesting though was when i was listening to them all the suggested similar artists were all men yeah it was really weird though it's like is there just nobody else out there there definitely is yeah, but, but it was just like it's, <laughs> as far as there Spotify, is Courtney. <laughs> as far as Spotify is concerned, yeah, that's yeah. it. And you must you listen to a woman. You must now want to listen to seven men because that's how that works. Apparently, um, we've mentioned her before, but Nicole Rowe mm-hmm. from she's the current bassist for Panic at the Disco. She is only twenty seven. I'm like you're a baba. You're that a is so cool. Yeah, though. she's awesome. I never could imagine like standing in a crowd watching one of my favorite bands like that and being like. 
I can, could play bass for them when the bassist leaves. Yeah. That's never anything I could have ever imagined. No. Could happen. And has. Yeah. And she's been, um, I didn't write it down, but she has been like playing with other bands and mm. stuff as well. Like she's quite an established musician and it's just, it's really cool again to see somebody up there not in a necessarily a vocalist position that is still a member of a band. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's really awesome. Um, a band that kept coming up um, again and again when I was reading about emo bands were um, Kitty Hawk. They broke up in 2015 or 2016, um, but Kate Groob is the vocalist for them mm-hmm. and they're really fucking cool. They're on our playlist. Um, it's very like shoegazy kind of emo. Like they're, okay. they're like, you I've never heard them. But it, when you listen to them, you can kind of hear how, like, yeah, that's an emo band. Yeah. And, like, I feel like those kids who are, like, oh, um, like, Dashboard is for, for boys and, like, Fiona Apple is for girls. Like, I feel like Kitty Hawk is, like, the the band that if they'd known about them, yeah, that would have been what they would have compared. Dashboard? Yeah. Maybe? Like, okay. it's that kind of, it feels very, like, it's completely different, like, type of music, but yeah. it feels very that confessional thing that when you hear it you go yeah that's emo music and that is like first second wave emo music and mm-hmm. um, i think the more you listen to it the more you start hearing kind of like yeah that's i would have said that was emo or i wouldn't have said that was which is pretty cool um do you remember flyleaf oh my god i was just thinking i used to love flyleaf adore them um so good i they did the cover of that song from the night before christmas don't know they did a cover of a nightmare before christmas song it was incredible and um, they i only remember one album that they had that i used to listen to on repeat can't remember what it was called and um, memento mori or the self-titled mm, oh maybe it was the self-titled with cassie one. on it yes yes yeah. oh my god yes throwback um really really love them yeah did you were you into them yeah like back in the back in the day when i was discovering Emo. I mean, like they're they're not. They're a Christian rock band. They're like I was saying this to our sound engineer last night that like I remember Five and he was like, yeah, but I wouldn't say they were emo. But I'm like, I consider them emo because of how similar they were in sound to early Paramore. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It was that kind of like, and I guess Christian rock was like that back in the day. That's what Paramore used to be. They were a Christian rock band. So were Flyleaf. Um. Lacey Stern was like, she's like a born again Christian. Mm-hmm. Um. And then she left, and Kristen May took over. Um. Oh, they're really cool. I'd always wish I'd gotten to see them live. Um, another band then was Tonight Alive and Jenna McDougall. Yeah. Like, I think the really cool thing about them is they're Australian and it's really fucking hard for Australian bands to make it. Yes. Um, and she was 16 when she joined Tonight Alive. Oh, she wasn't even 16. She was like the day before her 16th birthday. She joined Tonight Alive. Wow. And like they've been going for... She's 20... They're still going, right? Yeah, yeah. She's like 26 or 27 now. So like she's been... They've been doing this three years um they were kind of a band that like i've seen well the last time i saw them was at slam dunk and i was really like undiagnosed chronically ill at the time so i was like oh the only way to get through this is to drink a lot and take many painkillers don't do that kids not safe don't ever take drugs and (laughs) (laughs) even safe ones don't do that it's really bad so i don't remember i remember seeing like pretty lights and hearing things and be like oh she she shaved off all her hair that's really cool i was sitting on the floor like i don't remember it at all but they're still she really did, cool didn't she yeah she did at one point she shaved it all off um yeah i just i think she's really cool and like she hangs around with like or she did like with like you made six and stuff yeah um it's like they've always been kind of like in the periphery of the of the sphere but still mm. still in there still doing their own thing yeah 
Um, and then I can't Paris, but I need to call them Pivris. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just if you're gonna put a V in your name, it's it, that's what it is. Same with churches, <laughs> churches, Um, but like Ningun, mm-hmm. and like she's like an LGBT icon as well. Like everybody loves her. Um, I know I haven't really been a fan of them ever. I've never really given them a chance. But I was listening to them this week, and I was like, I can see that as well. And it's people who like other emo bands would be like, yes, this these are emo. Yeah, this pop punk band are. And I think that's a really important distinction to make that lots of emo bands are pop punk, but not all pop punk bands are, are emo. emo. And I think yeah. yeah, I actually kind of would consider Churches to be emo. Well, Laura Mayberry is really cool. Yeah, she's amazing. So cool. And Paramore, well, hey. She, they went on Parahoy with Paramore, so yeah. that's obviously like solidifies them as an emo <laughs> band. But also, we recorded one of their songs, Bury It, and Hayley Williams was on the song with her. And it actually, when I first heard that song on that album, that Bury It song like, stood out to me as that could be Paramore. And then when Hayley did the song with them, I was like, whoa. Um, so yeah, they're definitely an iconic emo band to me. They're that's actually playing song. here. I think in like three, four weeks time. Churches. Churches, yeah. Hmm. The last time I seen them, I was very drunk. So don't really. Hi. We I don't have a drinking problem. Just in case anybody. We don't have a drinking problem. (laughs) We just get drunk at festivals. Um, Yeah. No, this was I had I had a lot of prosecco. Um, I saw them in the Olympia. Uh, I was really freaking. It was like the first time they came here. I think. Yeah, I went to see Um, them at Longitude. Was it Longitude? Yeah, it was Longitude. Um, a couple of years ago, but I um dying to go and see them again yeah. they're so good they're really cool um another band um is against the current so chrissy costanza i've never heard is of um they toured with all time low like had that to be why i haven't heard of them <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, I don't so they toured <laughs> sorry this is another i was drunk story i actually never drink this is not i'm not joking like people are like oh i have a drink at the weekend i genuinely don't unless i'm going somewhere or apparently going to see bands that i need to remember <laughs> that's when i have a drink um but this was so it was 2016 i think and they had against the current and they had fucking good charlotte who now looked like my dad Oh. Benji Madden looks like my dad and like I remember standing there going he looks like my dad <laughs> so weird sending pictures of him to my dad going he you um, <laughs> it was really funny and really weird because I was like remember when everybody was in love with him now he's my dad now he's my dad yeah, so it brought a whole new thing to like calling people daddy I was like that is actually my dad like, <laughs> weird but against the current we're there Chrissy is like I think she's a YouTuber she has like a YouTube account or whatever she's like 24 she soups young anyway um don't know why i said like that that was weird but we're going with it um they did a cover of ain't it fun and they've done a few covers of established bands and they've got their own stuff as well like i think that was kind of how they got known was like doing covers on youtube Mm -hmm. um so they're pretty they're pretty emo like to look at her you're like yeah you're like see you being an emo kid um and again it's down to who's listening to them and it's those kind of crossover pop on kids um, I was never like super into them I enjoyed them mm-hmm. at the show but as I said there were 
several beverages had been consumed at that point so I'm, I don't really remember a lot about see, that see when I was a teenager I would be like oh I'm, I'm never going to cry concert because I want to remember it and I'm like zip me close to the bar make sure I've got access to the toilet because I'm going to have a party tonight I'm going to get drunk and I'm going to enjoy this band yeah. but like before, when I was a kid like, I never I never do that you're so uncool drinking underage when I'm like yeah, no. no. and I was an adult I'm like this is actually I want fine. a seat and I want a bar <laughs> Whereas before, I'd be like, I have to be up front, can't even drink water because then I have to go to the toilet. Yeah, and you'd be like nearly, I have passed out at shows because I was like, oh yeah, no, that that happened as times like one year I passed out and I nearly passed out in the Wembley, or did I pass? I can't remember. All I remember, um, it was because you were drunk, Courtney. I actually wasn't this time. It was at the the live recording of All Time Most Straight DVD 2 and they did it in like the smaller, um, Wembley, like the Wembley Arena, because mm-hmm. it's quite small. Um, but it, there was like a crowd crush, and then Alex moved to the back, and just as I started to go, and my friends kind of like propelled me forward, mm-hmm. and there was air, and we got water, and it was fine. But like I have actually passed out at a show before, and then like <laughs> yeah, no, it like isn't like it was so crushed in that I didn't yeah. fall. I just you're kinda, just kind of like, standing <laughs> there, floating a little bit off the ground. But like I didn't actually fall. I think I just kind of like was leaning on like the people I was with. And then they were like, you want to leave the crowd? And I was like, fuck no, I've been standing here for hours. I'm not getting out. Just get me some water. So we did and I was fine. I've had some awful, awful experiences and things happen to me at the front of gigs. Mm. Like, as in like my physical health. Yeah. But I would still like just, I have to get through this. Yeah. But um, it's like, you've still, I mean, now I'm like, fuck no, I'm too ill oh, to yeah. do this shit anymore. I'm like, just let me sit down. If I want to leap around in, in the seat, that's fine. But uh, there's certain shows that I'll still go to and stand up. But yeah. Um, I don't think I could ever go to a Paramore show and not stand at the front though no. like that is one thing like I would go to any other gig in the world and I don't mind standing at the yeah. back I'd rather actually sit down and be able to have access to the bar <laughs> um, but Paramore not a chance no, like there's a I few have things. to be front row like I keep saying and this is completely off topic because it's nothing to do with women but um, if we are women <laughs> everything's about me um, if my cam ever do get back oh, together yeah. I will travel and I was like how far will I travel I was like well I've got savings so anywhere and I was like I don't care how sick I am I'm going and I'm also standing I don't give a fuck I'm going to get into a mosh pit and I'm going to beat people up like I'm, <laughs> I'm going to enjoy myself and it's there, there's not many things I would do that for but there's certain things that I'm like no stubborn I'm going to stand for this yeah um, which is part of the drunkenness when I go like again when I was a kid and I was carefree and didn't have like I was like drinking at gigs is so uncool yeah why would you do that you can't remember anything and now I'm like did I see that <laughs> moving shapes on a stage this is why I can't remember if I've seen all time low twice or not you said you've seen me at, at a gig on the Olympia a fa- uh, all time low gig right did I I think so I feel no I don't remember the last and time that I made me question you. whether or not I'd seen them twice and half me feels like I remember like going to the bar at the back of the Olympia and I still don't know whether I've seen them twice or not I feel like I have, but I don't remember. Well, this is this is a massive segue, so we need to get back in. Um, another person who was around when we were teens, um, we are the Incred. Oh yeah. And Tay Jardine, and like I hadn't realized this until maybe last year sometime, but she's been doing her own solo stuff as Saint. Mm. Um, and like I had like a really brief listen last night, and it's actually really fucking good. I didn't realize that was her. Yeah, because I'd heard the name, I'd seen the name around Instagram, yeah. um, but I had never. Didn't know it was her. Didn't know. Which is fun because 
we are bringing back our Real Lyric Fake Lyric game for this episode. Um, so I am going to be quizzing Courtney on Saint Lyrics and Courtney is going to quiz me on some Cassidy Pope Lyrics. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Come now. You really think you're the only one who can play this game? Basically, it's a play on a game by Stephen Byrne from 2FM. He has a game called Lyric or Satiric. So it's basically, is it a real lyric or is it a fake lyric? <laughs> That's the name of the game, quote. Um, so what happens is I have five lyrics from, some of them are Saint lyrics, some of them are not Saint lyrics. I'm going to read five of them out to Courtney. She has to guess which is which, um, whether it's real or whether it's not. Um, the other lyrics are from actual songs as well. And then what happens is we'll put it on the scoreboard. The score at the moment is 1-0 to Courtney. Uh, the last round we did was Dashboard Confessional versus Hawthorne Heights. I got probably one right and Courtney got most of hers right. So it's 1-0 at the moment. So let's see if we can make it a draw. Let's give it a go. I am an overachiever though, so like I will. Yeah, you're the overachiever. <laughs> <laughs> so do you want to go first with yours? I'll go first. So these are from Cassidy Pope songs. They could either be Cassidy's solo stuff or Hey Monday. Oh, interesting. Okay. Right. Or other. Or other. Or other. Okay. Question one. Don't get me wrong. I don't want him anymore. But if you're going to flaunt it, guess you had it coming. Real Eric. Yes. Yay. It's from FYI. Okay. Question two. Descending, I'm spinning, lost all defense. How could you swallow me again? Real Eric. I'm spinning. Uh -huh. That's a Hey Monday song. Yeah, I'm coming. Hey Monday. Okay, question three. Who cares if we hold up a little bit of late night traffic? Fake lyric. No. Oh. Real lyric. It's from One More Red Light from her latest album. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, I was on your side. I stood by you. So go ahead and cry. It's just like you. Fake lyric. Yes. Yay! Can you, for a bonus point, name the artist? No! <laughs> it's Lonely Girl by Tonight Alive. Oh! Also a banger. Um, and then question number five. I don't even remember why I'm wasting all these tears on you. Real lyric. Yes! Yes! That's really fucking good, actually. So what did I get? Four? You, you got, we were writing it down, so you got... Um, Three? One, two... Three, four. You got four, yeah. Yay! So I'm just gripping on to possibly winning here. So let's see how this goes. So I have lyrics here from San Saint. Yeah. AKA Jardine. Um, some are real, some are fake. So are you ready to go? I'm ready. Okay. A constant reminder, I'll never need a heart that's weightless if you're still here with me. Real lyric. Yes, it is. Um, I tried to dance it away. I tried to change it with my hair. Fake lyric. Fake lyric is correct. Who is that? Do you want to guess? No, no idea. Okay, it's Solange. Ah, oh, yeah. okay. Um, Never would have gotten that in a million years. Because <laughs> you see Saint and she's Saint Records on an Instagram. Oh, so it came to, okay. came to mind. Um, so third one. You can't get, sorry. You can't get under my skin, but I get stuck in your head. Real lyric. Yes, correct. 
Um, next one, if you ever feel alone, you should know how hard it is to feel like you belong. Real lyric? Correct. Wow. Uh, very emo. And the fifth one, electricity, magic if you please, master of all these, bring him to his knees. Fake lyric. Correct. That is a song called Five Magics by Megadeth. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. I figured I'd like, so that was. I got five. I got all five. No, right. you got four. What did I get wrong? If I tried to dance it away, I tried to change it with my hair. You didn't know what that was. Yeah, but I still got it that it was a fake. Oh, hair. sorry. Yeah, yeah four. So I, I win! <laughs> <laughs> so that's all we've got for you this week. I am going to go cry in a corner and be a sore loser. I'm going to go be a really terrible winner. I keep reminding you that I'm actually winning. 2-0. 2-0. actually 2-0. 2-0. So if you want to come see us gloat or cry about our uh, scoreboard, we're on Tumblr. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. And we're Facebook. on Facebook. It's, um, and YouTube now as well. And YouTube, yeah. So we're Kids From Yesterday Pod on everything except Twitter, which is Kids From Y-Day Pod, because we just don't have enough ladders. Um, but yeah, you can find us anywhere. And uh, come chat with us. We're, come chat like, with us. We love getting messages from people. We're so lonely. <laughs> We're so lonely. We're emo. We want. We need friends. We need friends. Emo friends. Oh, friend. Emo friend. <laughs> friend. Friend. Oh, new friend. Friend. Oh, friend. Please be my friend. Oh, friend. Oh, friend. Um, and as well as that. Like I said, we're on YouTube now. We actually put out two videos last week on our Instagram TV where we tried out emo ASMR. Um, so go and mixed med- middling results. Yeah, so. so go and see how that worked out for us. Or not. Or not. We'll see you, see you guys soon. And we'll see you very soon. Don't forget to join our emo cult by giving us a few stars on the Ale Apple podcast like preferably five preferably five a little review say we're cool tell your friends tell your mom tell your uncle if you've got like an emo cousin who you think would like listening to a shite on about stuff tell them tell them and we'll be back very soon fucking friend oh friend friend fucking emo friend